If you're a person who is struggling with your spouse in terms of trust, in terms of fidelity, right? Trusting your spouse and maybe grappling in your heart with suspecting that he's talking to somebody else, whether it's on the phone or social media or outside, or maybe it's a bit more obvious that he's blatantly cheated on you in some shape or form. And yeah, I'm going to say that because these are the things our women are going through, right? It can totally turn your world upside down. You're going to constantly find your mind, whether you're at work or you're taking care of the kids or you're just doing whatever your daily tasks are, maybe in your studies, constantly find your mind drifting into worry, anxiety, pain, hopelessness sometimes, and even depression. And in this podcast, we're going to focus on shedding some light on what you can do to manage your response in the most appropriate way. And by the end of this podcast, you will walk away feeling more empowered about what next steps you can take to make the best decision for you in this difficult time. Let's get started. Hello, Sama alaikum. Welcome to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you with another podcast during our Muslim um, marriage boost series because so many of our sisters are looking for advice on how to get closer to their husbands, increase their relationship, and manage difficult issues, issues that we don't hear get talked about outside. And you know what? To be fair, I do sometimes hear them talked about, especially on places like Facebook. I see women saying, hey, this incident happened with my husband. And then a whole bunch of women commenting on that particular post and saying, lose him, dump him, get rid of him. He's this, he's that. And they've never met her husband never talked to that woman before. We have to be really careful, sisters, with the advice that we give to our sisters. And we have to be really, really careful about the personal things that we share. Now, here's the thing. So many of you know that um, I've worked with women for the past 20 years in the Muslim community. And um, I, I've gotten so many of your stories and I've heard so many of your requests. And I said, I have to make a podcast addressing this issue. And in fact, I had it on my list and someone just even DM me this morning before they knew that I was going to put it up and said, sis, again, could you please tell us how can we manage this pain that we're going through? And so in this podcast, we're definitely going to shed some light on how to manage your response to some really challenging things that might come up in your marriage, like a breaking of trust or even infidelity right? These are real things that happen. It's real life. And we're just going to manage them and help you and support you. Okay. No worries. You don't need to feel bad about it. You need to feel down about it. There is a way through every difficult time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has that way. So what we're going to be sharing in this podcast is just, we feel really, really excited to help women understand how much control they have over their situation. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you can feel in a really difficult situation that you have no control. It feels like your world is just crashing down. And sometimes we can even feel trapped or controlled by our situations or other people. But what we strive for in our um, in our brand and Mindful Muslim is to help women understand how much power and choice they actually have. Now, I'm not talking about in some like quirky, feministic way. I'm talking about the real roots of Islam. 
what our deen actually says. It has so many rights for our women. It gives them so much power. But unfortunately, you know how it goes. Our cultures are overshadowing our beautiful deen. So we're here to make it really, really clear. And part of making our women understand how much power they do have in Islam and how much choice and um, you know just ability to make good decisions for themselves, it requires us to be open to understanding what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees as good for us or a good marriage for that case so that we can understand where we stand. You see, I've talked to so many about you, to so many of you sisters about this, and you guys have even asked us, please, please, we do not know what an Islamic marriage looked like. We we were raised in our family's houses. You know, we just see society. We see so, social media. And and honestly, it's like nobody lives like they did in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and all the Sahaba and the Tabi'in that came after them. Like, we haven't seen good marriages. We don't know what they look like. We just see the stuff that our parents showed us that we definitely don't want to repeat. That's what a lot of you are telling me. And so I get that. But here's the thing. There are tons of beautiful examples in the Quran and Sunnah of absolutely romantic, beautiful, the sweetest marriages ever. And one thing that we feel really excited about is we went into those stories and we extracted all of the gems of those stories so that you don't just have this beautiful story. It's not like some, like how they have like Disney has like these fantasy stories. No, no, no. We went and we extracted exactly what that woman did to have that amazing marriage or what kind of scenario was set up in that house so we can show you what good looks like. Because that's what you guys always ask us, how? Okay, that sounds really good, but how do I do that in my life? Like step by step, like what if I want to do that right now, if I wanted to improve um, how close I am with my husband, if I wanted to fall in love with me more, if I wanted him to be more intimate with me or, or um, more caring, more loving, more affectionate, like all these things, whatever it is. Um, how do I do that since you're telling me that they had such a good relationship in such and such stories? So here's the thing. We went and we extracted those gems for you to tell you how to deal with him in those ways, how to deal with his family, how to have this beautiful, balanced Muslim life where you get what you want, but you also give him his haq and, and everybody's happy because it's given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah. So a lot of you know we are going to be covering all of that in depth in our Marriage Boost program. And we are very excited to invite all of you guys to the beginning of that in our introductory masterclass. And I'm not revealing exactly what we're covering in that portion of the class yet because we are to the last minute taking those suggestions from you guys. Up to the last minute, we just literally build whatever you guys ask us. And um, we have it all you know, there, but we're, we're still taking last minute suggestions because we love, love, love to incorporate all of your suggestions. So if you have anything that is burning inside of you about your marriage, please DM me on Instagram at Mindful Muslima. We are very excited to find out what it is that you guys want and when we just build that. You guys know I'm a licensed educator of 20 years. I've done all types of work managing nonprofits and um, in the public sector, in the private sector, in Dubai, in the United States. That's where we're... Um, you know, uh, centered. And you know, we've done so much work, especially in New York with the Muslim community. And this is what we live for. It's like literally what drives us. So we have put this together, but up to the last minute, we are definitely going to take your suggestions. Don't forget to give them to us. And if you aren't already on that class that's coming out in October 19th, make 
sure you get on because we're only opening it for about a week and a half. We're very big on quality over quantity. It's not about numbers because I know I have thousands and thousands of you guys that jump into these classes. You're going to see it in there, all the women on. It's really exciting from 147 countries, but we really want to make sure we can pay attention to every single sister and give her all of her help and all of her attention. So please, um, the link is below. If you do still intend to get on that wait list, we would love to have you, but you definitely got to get in. Otherwise, um, all the seats are going to be gone, all right? It's totally free. All right. And welcome to join us. And we always usually give a gift. I'm not sure. Again, we're going through all these things that we're going to give away. We love to, to keep a little excited, a little spicy. You'll figure it out. Inshallah. But our marriage boost program will definitely teach women the skills to know how to have a great marriage, connect with your husband. And that goes for everyone. And for people on the brink of deciding whether or not to stay married. I see you. I know. Because we have a lot of women reaching out to us about that too. How do I know when it's time to not continue my marriage? Well, here's the thing. If you need Nasiha from us, you know we have consultations. We have free 15-minute consultations. We have 45-minute consultations. Again, in the show notes, we are here to help you. But our goal today is to make sure that you walk away understanding exactly how to manage your feelings around difficult, intimate topics between yourself and your husband. Because we find that part of the reason that women put up with or accept with situations that are bad for them is because they honestly just don't even know what good looks like to measure it against, Right? So we're excited to share so much of that and just really, really um, gift that to you in um, all of the Marriage Boost material that we have coming in October when it opens and in all the podcasts today and uh, Friday and Monday, every Friday and Monday um, as we go through the series. So let's get into um, this difficult time. Now, when we are considering what our husband is putting us through, okay, and I, I want to be fair to the guys, there are women who do this as well, right? They talk to guys online, even though they're married, they'll talk to guys on social media. So to be fair, this is for either or if it's a male or a female, we have to say this is a new world, right? 2021. And not everybody's happy with their life. And sometimes Shethan, he can make us like go off into a place that we probably know is wrong, but we kind of justify it to ourselves for whatever reason. And so if you find your husband doing something that you think is on the brink of like really breaking your trust. Seriously, could be infidelity. I want you to ask yourself these questions and the scholars suggest these to us. And so I'm just reiterating what they suggest, okay? Ask yourself what type of cheating was it? Because, you know, there's different levels of this, right? There's sometimes just um, chatting, befriending, meeting up with, or, you know, constantly talking to on social media, all of course, which are completely inappropriate. And then there's the deeper, darker things where people actually take the steps to um, actually have physical relationships with people. So you need to ask yourself, what did they do exactly? And then I want you to consider, and I know it's a really hard time for you, what type of spouse are they? Are they generally a good person? Maybe they just made a mistake. You know, here's the thing. There's times in our life when we were not that proud. We started to make mistakes. So maybe you didn't catch him actually like doing, doing something, but you caught him on what seems to be something inappropriate. And what I will say, and I'm going to say a buzzword. I'm going to say a buzzword. So I'm going to shout this out to women who have children in the room. 
to maybe pause it right here a second. I'm just going to say this quick word, but I do have to throw it out there for the sake of these are the calls that I get from thousands of women, okay? Um, I get issues with their husbands um, addicted to things like pornography. And because of this, they have extreme expectations of their wives that are highly unrealistic because of the Hollywood feel of those types of things. And it creates this expectation in their mind that no one could ever fulfill because these things are just not real. And at the end of the day, these cause tons of strains in people's marriages. You are not alone. Yep. If this is you and you're alone in the car, or the kitchen, or at work, and you get the earbuds in walking down the street, if I'm talking to you. This was made for you to hear today. You know, you are not not worth being loved. And I want to throw that out there. Maybe you thought about that. Maybe you didn't. But I just want to say it. If no one has said it to you or you haven't acknowledged it yourself, you are worth being treated well and you are beautiful. Whatever your husband chooses to do, whatever his poor choices might be, it doesn't reflect on your worth. And unfortunately, because it's painful and because it hurts, that's what happens, right? We take it kind of super personal. I'm not pretty enough. It's because this, it's because that. But here's the thing. Um, It's not always in the case where there is that correlation, but I know that's the first place that we go. So we have to ask ourselves, what was it exactly? What did they do exactly? And what type of spouse are they generally? Because some guys are just really good guys, but they make a slip up a mistake. Maybe Shithan waswas them, but generally they're, they're, they're keepers. They're good to stay with you and they will find a mistake and they'll make Daba and they'll turn right back. And then there's other categories of guys. And I'm not going to go into all these categories because it's not my place. But at the same time, I just wanted to throw it out there that you have to differentiate. Is this a person who's usually taking care? They're usually a good father. They usually have a decent relationship. They treat you well. They treat your family well. Or are they something else? Where even outside of this incident, there are tons of other things that we could get into about them and their inappropriate um, management of their position in the relationship, right? So the first thing to do, and I'm going to give this big piece of advice to you, if you find out Anything that makes you just sick to your stomach, like, you know, like I said, like the rug was pulled out from under you. I want to just tell you this huge advice that I was given in many, many situations in my life when I felt I was going to have a strong emotional response, not necessarily for this, but for other things. The best advice I ever got is don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotional state. This is serious. Do not make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotional state. And I see women do this all the time. It's like I said, especially on social media. They have a fight with their husband. They go on social media and they blast his sin because they're really enraged at the moment. You have to be really careful what you share outside of that relationship and to him at that moment. The, the best thing for you to do or for me to do is if we're feeling these feelings is actually to be silent. Now, not temporarily silent. I mean, excuse me, not permanently silent. I'm talking temporarily silent because in the moment of anger, that is the worst time to talk. And what I've learned over the years, and I think even with certain family members, when we're not getting along, we start to feel like getting heated. We walk away and we're like, I need a minute. And then we come back maybe an hour or two, three hours, maybe a day or two later until that fire inside of you subsides. That is not the time to talk to him. 
no matter what you say, it's not going to go well because of your delivery. It's like if you gave a speech and you spent the whole time on stage shaking as you're giving the speech, it could have been the most riveting speech on earth. The fact that your delivery was like very difficult to listen to, or maybe you gave it in such a passionate way that you were like screaming at the audience. People can't feel your words if they feel like it's being like forced upon them or it's being, you're being mousy around it. Like you don't know, like you have to collect yourself, get your head in a good headspace and then come back and speak. And you know, like these are the things that we learn from the Quran and Sunnah where that even uh, Musa, he said to Islam, he had to go and talk to Fir'aun, right? He's like, Untie the knot in my tongue. He has to even make da'a as a prophet. You know, peace be upon him to ask Allah. It's even hard for him. Yes, he had a bit of a speech impediment, but in general, it's hard to talk to anybody when you have like a huge issue with them, right? And beware that shaitan is going to be all over you. He wants you to get really upset about it as much as possible. Like it could have been a small thing, like you saw somebody friended somebody or something where it's still inappropriate. We're not going to lie, it's inappropriate. But still, and I'm going to get people DMing me on that comment, um, but it's, it's, um, the friending on social media is is really um, if you go into it's it's crazy. I was studying the um, numbers right now on the causes of divorce. Social media is now literally a category where it never was before of a huge fitna of of um, huge causes for divorce. The lawyers are saying, like especially like Facebook and Instagram, um, because the spouses in the time of difficulty with the other spouse, they're cheating on them with other people on social media, or they're developing these weird online relationships or there's just a constant fitna of seeing somebody else when you're upset with your spouse that looks better nicer but we know social media especially and I'm so um sad to say there's been a lot of people on social media lately I'm sure you've seen it in the news especially from the from the U.S. with um that um that beautiful sister Gabby um that's in the news you see horrible things where people have have showed their lives to be so amazing, but there is so much pain underneath. So when we're going on social media and we see all these happy marriages, it makes us a little bit upset with the other sister, even if we don't know her, just because her happiness irks us because we're in so much pain. And and if you have that, that that could mean that, you know, you have an issue within yourself. You should never feel sad or mad at another sister and and have this hasad and envy and jealousy. And like I was trying to say, it's like, it's not always even real what they have. Allahu alam, what we all have. But I want you to imagine that I know women that they, shaitan comes to them when their husband does something crazy, right? And they go as far, because the shaitan came to them, as seeking revenge. And they end up harming themselves and putting themselves in the same category as him. Imagine, they're disgusted with their husband and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is disgusted with their husband but then she turns Allah to feel disgusted with her too as she degrades herself and guess who loves this shaitan subhanallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from shaitan and ourselves I mean say I mean for yourself now on the other hand right it's been proven without a doubt that um it can be incredibly emotionally draining, right? 
if you have to sit there and grapple, especially if you have children, whether or not to walk out of a marriage. Now, I've been asked before by women to do a podcast entirely on life after divorce. And I probably will do another one on that. Although I do have, I just want you guys to know, podcasts on divorce and surviving divorce and how to manage it and stuff like that. And um, But I think people wanted more specifically for me to go into helping children. And so inshallah, isn't that I have that on my list of things to do because I myself, as you guys know, I went through a divorce. I went through <laughs> crazy things. And in the end, I'm telling you, this is why I'm so passionate about this deen. Like when you actually do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and you follow it to the T, even though it's hard, even though everybody tells you you're crazy, why are you doing that? Like just do this instead, it's way easier. And you're like, no, Allah said to do this, I'm going to do it this way. And then in the end, you see the result. Incredible. I've had cousins and family members mock me and make fun of the way I raise my kids. Oh, she's too religious. She's too this. She's too health conscious. She's too that. Everybody is knocking at my door with criticism. And then afterwards, I find these family members with their children in very bad states. May Allah protect them. May Allah guide them. Very bad states. I'm talking on alcohol, on drugs, in criminal um, situations because they thought I will let them to be more Western or more loose and they find them in all types of predicaments. And then they look at me and here my kids are and they're actually living, you know, successful, striving lives because they chose the Quran and Sunnah and we were mocked for it, you know, but <laughs> Rasul he says, you will be like those who are the the strangers, right? the strangers. And that's what we are sometimes. And that's okay. Because the results are amazing when you follow us. But I want to tell women one thing that I've heard a lot. And I want you to be really privy to this. Please, please listen up. And I'm going to give you some suggestions on how you can handle this situation. Because right now I'm talking about the things that arise when this situation comes up. Because a lot of times this is the case. And I'm going to go back to what I said. I see women acting very irrationally, emotionally, because they're upset. And they have a right to be upset. They, they honestly do. But it, it kind of just exacerbates the situation, which is why I said don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotional state. It is the worst you can do for anything, even not just this, anything, right? Beware of shaitan. He's going to jump all over you because he wants to make it really permanent. His job for till the end of time is to get you divorced. All marriages to get divorced and to get you to sin in your own self and feel justified that you have a right for revenge. You have a right to this. You have a right to talk, but, you know, and like maybe, for example, while your husband is, is doing this to you, some guy's going to come up to you at work. So sweet. So nice. Nicest guy on earth. And you know what? Why can't my husband be like him? Shaitan's going to be like, yeah, look at this guy. He's got it together. Why does your husband got to treat you like this? This guy's pretty nice. I wonder if he's better than him. Maybe we should check it out. You know, like this is, this is it. Maybe you should, you know, not put up with him. You know, so like don't go into that. But then the last thing I want to suggest to you before I go on to actual solutions is I don't want women, and I see this happen a lot, unfortunately, when their husband does something to them, sometimes, I don't know if it's a passive aggressive, it's a narcissism, it, it, it depends on situation to situation, but he blames her for his sin. Know that your spouse can never blame you, never, for his wrong actions. Can he be displeased with you as his wife? Of course, and you can be displeased with him. But can he cheat on you due to his displeasure with you? Never. Never, my sisters. And neither you to him. We get this a lot with sisters. I had a sister the other day, and I'm going to 
I'm not going to say her name because I want to keep her anonymous. But she called me up and she had a husband who was um, denying her many things like he wouldn't uh, you know sleep in the same bed with her at night he's he's making a million things he said she's cheating on him he was accusing her this woman never even leaves the house especially because it's covid she's just a stay-at-home wife she doesn't even work she doesn't go outside she doesn't have children she's just home all day if she sits even too close to another family member like if it was an uncle or a cousin he's like going off on her for days and weeks on end like she's i can't even use the names that he's calling her she's um you know he's constantly accusing her of doing horrible things to him and actually she's not right but ironically at the same time he is talking to tons of women who are half dressed on social media himself claiming he's super religious and he expected more from her and he's very disappointed with her and then when she asked him why are you talking to them he says it's your fault you make me do this alhamdulillah sisters there's no such thing Okay, so if any man has ever degraded you and made you feel that because he cheated on you, it's because of you, or he has to talk to other women because of you, Allah does not forgive him for this as long as he's in this type of a state. I, don't, I can't say Allah doesn't forgive him. This is not something someone can say for someone else. What I mean is this is like complete arrogance, and what he's saying is untrue. You, There's no such thing. Okay, so just remember, every sin that a soul commits, it's on that soul. Okay, there's no transferring of sin to the other soul. Like the Christians believe that, right? Like Jesus, he, he died for everyone's sins and he can do that. Like we don't do that, right? Your husband's sin is his own. Your sin is your own, right? It's a choice, right? So let's focus instead on the beautiful response. Let's focus on the beautiful response. And what is the beautiful response going to be? Well, we want you to know that to all of our sisters, you have to learn what are the appropriate ways to deal with these situations. Where are the boundaries? And the first thing I want to say to women is what I encourage all women to do with it before even marriages start. And you guys know this from my from our marriage uh, program that we do with women, the Muslim Marriage Lab. We do that every January and June um, with women. January mostly, sometimes June. But we we teach women that you have to create these non-negotiables. I know you guys have heard me say that. And I want you to keep hearing me say that. I want you guys to get it drilled into your head that you have to have these boundaries for yourself, these things that you will not accept. So for example, maybe one of your non-negotiables is I do not want a man who cheats on me. I do not want a man who in any way exposes to me to any types of diseases out there or makes me feel like I am worthless, which is what I see a lot of women doing. Now, I want to tell you is there is no podcast on earth that can give you a general answer as to whether or not you should stay or leave your husband. This is what we have scholars for. This is what you should go to the imam for. But what I want to tell you for yourself is this time I tell women, when you're contemplating on what to decide in these types of situations, this is the least time for you to leave your salah. I know you're going to get sad. The situation is going to depress you. The situation is going to make you to feel hopeless or sad, depressed. And what happens then? Women, when they tend to be sad and depressive and all these types of things and anxious, they tend to stop talking to Allah. It doesn't happen overnight. You could be the most religious person on earth. You could be extremely religious, but at some point you're going to start to feel bad and you're going to start to not want to do things. That's what the depressive state kind of puts you in. But what you need to do is you need to fight that with all your will and do in, in fact the opposite, which is pray even more. And I tell women when you're trying to make, I mean, all times of your life, you should obviously be religious, but let's face it. We all know that there are plenty of us that are struggling and our iman is up and down, like Rasulullah said, until we die. 
But if I can think of two times where you have to make huge decisions that are not the time to slack, it's the time to be the closest to Allah ever in your life. It is when you're considering to get married and when you're considering divorce because of a major situation. Sisters, you have a right to go to your husband and to demand him to stop the behavior. And if he does not, you have a right to go to a family member who is a male and to get them to intercede on your behalf for this behavior. Keep it private. Keep it private. We're not shouting anyone's sins from the rooftops. We don't do this. We still protect each other in the family. We keep it private to ourselves. But then after that, if the, the family members cannot help, you can go to the sheikh. You can go to the scholar. You can ask them to intercede. You can go on your own. You can go with your husband. But the point is, you are deserving of help. Do you have to wait in sabr, uh, jamil? No, sisters, you have a right to decide to stay or to go, but you must decide first what type of an offense is it. You can't say, oh, this little thing and go off on a tizzy and about it, okay? But we have to first understand that. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, if you have a particular situation that you want to talk to me about to get nasiha on, I am here. But definitely don't ignore your feelings on this topic. Because these feelings are not going to go away. They just need to be explored and dealt with, sisters. There are solutions for you. There are beautiful solutions. And there are so many. But we're just hindering ourselves. So what I really advise women is that you don't have an emotional reaction about it. Try to pull yourself away. Still calm. Dhikr Allah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. You don't want to say those things when you're mad. But those are the best things to say to get the shaitan off your off your heart just start making bigger bismillah alhamdulillah you want to say a million other things but you're not going to say those right alhamdulillah you're going to say like until maybe 20 times till you actually take that fire and you start to feel it like calm down sakina okay then inshallah you're going to ask allah and in the last third of the night is the best of time sister ask allah to guide you to guide you to the right people. Who knows? Maybe that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has you here today listening to this podcast. And really, sisters, I need you to know what good looks like. Sometimes we don't realize how bad our marriages are, how un-Islamic they are. A lot of women tell me, especially reavers that call up, um, say that, you know, they married their husband thinking they were going to practice together. And now their husband doesn't even pray. How about, how about Did you know that, that that's very serious? You cannot ignore that. That is something you have to go to Speak to someone about if you haven't been able to get him to pray. That is a very serious thing. It's not a small thing. But it doesn't mean you have to abandon him. doesn't mean you have to divorce him. just means you have to take action on that, actually. And at the end of the day, a lot of women just don't feel like their husbands are married with them and they're doing it together. But they don't actually know what like an Islamic marriage looks like because they've never seen one. So that's why we're so excited to do this, to teach this type of information to you. Because when you have information, you have power. At the beginning of the podcast, what did I say? I want to empower you, to let you know how much choice you have. You have the choice, sister, to not be abused. You have the choice, sister, to, to not stay in a situation that makes you feel sick to your stomach and highly uncomfortable, to feel like you're degraded and made to feel you're worthless. Now, like I said, there are so many situations. It could be just a, a quick little mess up of a really good guy. And we all make mistakes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and protect our families. Or it could be a more serious situation. If you want to see how, like I said, I'm here. We have the links down below. And I want you to know you can do a free 15-minute call or the 45-minute call if you think it's a bigger issue. If it's a quick question, the 15, if it's longer, okay. And if you and then after that, we find you have to talk to even a scholar. Then that's what you need to do. 
And a lot of women, like I said, they think uh, we don't pair people up with scholars. There are alhamdulillah, a lot of scholars all over the world. But you need to talk to somebody. You in, you are entitled to feeling good, having peace, um, getting answers. You are. And if your culture has told you otherwise, that's just not true. And that's what we're here to tell women. You're allowed to find solutions, seek solutions. Many women went to Rasul and spoke to him about their issues. They went and complained to them about one sister she went about to her husband about the fact that he said, you are like my mother to me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed ayat al-Quran for this sister. And subhanAllah, um, she was well respected. And um, Rasul respected her. And after that, the Khalifa Umar respected her. And so we, we hear many, many stories of women going to the to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and complaining for their marriages or asking for help, seeking nasiha. You know, we are here for you. Like I said, you can call us, you can ask us, and we can help you. And if we feel like this is something that should be elevated to a scholar, then we're going to make that really, really clear to you. But you have options, you have power, you have so much choice in front of you. Don't feel trapped, don't feel hopeless. You have the chance to get help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts you today right in front of this podcast because he needed you to know that. He needed you to be reminded of the fact that he loves you, he wants you to be happy, and he doesn't want you to feel sad. And at the end of the day, you deserve respect and you deserve to have a happy marriage. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us to the best what is for us in this life and the next. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the shaitan and from the waswas of shaitan and from the difficulties of uh, of him coming between our marriages and protect us in our marriages. Ameen, ameen, ya rabbal alameen. Don't forget, guys, get in the book club. It is starting on the 26th. We're going to do the ideal Muslimah. Very excited. There will be definitely stuff on relationships in that one as well. Super juicy, women all over the world, international love love connecting with you guys i will talk to you in the next podcast um don't forget to sign up for the marriage boost class where we're gonna unveil all of the ways to have the most beautiful marriage in islam according to the way that the tabi'in and the sahaba and all the the important people before us had beautiful beautiful marriages there's so many secrets to unlock that we're very excited to share with you in that entire program and the first piece of that will be on october 19th in that free introductory class definitely get in there. It's totally free in that masterclass. The link is below. Struggling with any of those links, you know how to find me on Instagram anytime. Love to talk to you guys. Talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.